0: Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. So you've secured your next job. You're really excited to get underway, but you also know that you're going to be working with an entirely new crew of construction workers. And that's when you get a pit in your stomach as the anxiety builds. Today, we're going to talk about why that happens in the first place, how to see it coming, and better yet, how to put those fears of working with a new team of contractors to rest. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I just said, many designers have this pit in their stomach, their excitement over a new project, but yet tempered with the dread of working with a new team of contractors. And I get it. It can be anxiety producing because the reality is we all want something predictable. That's just normal. And we humans don't particularly like change. And so this is change. And since you know how complicated construction projects can be, the length of time that you are working on them, the thought of working with a new team can be anxiety producing. So let's break down the why. And the first one may seem obvious. It's the fear of the unknown. Of course, like I said, humans don't love change. I don't particularly love change. And so when we see change on our horizon, we tend to have a visceral reaction, right? We, we don't want it. We push against it. And then in circumstances, like being put on a team, when you don't have the choice of pushing against it, it becomes even more anxiety-producing. Because you don't see an out other than just not taking the job. And I'm hoping that that's not a solution for you. It's natural to fear unknown things. And I want everyone listening to understand that. It is natural to have that pit in your stomach and that sense of dread and fear when you're put on a new project with a whole new team. Because it takes being the only girl on the job site and amplifies it. Because I'm hoping... At this point, you have some contractors that you've worked with, and so there's a familiarity involved in your other work. And therefore, you know that that feeling, that sense of security, that comfort zone likely will be missing, and and hopefully just for the very beginning, which we'll talk about later. But it is unnerving. And trust me, I've been there, and I fully understand this apprehension. The other scenario I hear about are designers as well as myself. You have this fear that all of your skills and knowledge will just evaporate because your fear will be driving your interactions in the very beginning, right? Now, of course, that can't possibly be true. You walk into a job site and there's 10 guys you don't know. There's no way logically we can believe that all of our skills and knowledge just evaporates right? But it's like walking into a room and feeling naked and everybody is staring at you. And yes, that likely will happen because again, you will experience that true feeling of being the only girl on the job site, which leads me into just not feeling accepted. And I would love to tell you that that's not going to happen. But obviously, just by the name of this podcast alone, it's better to assume that you will be the anomaly in the room, the odd man out, pun intended, more often than not, which again goes to the last feeling I hear from designers sharing that they they just dread being the new kid again, and I completely understand that it ties back to that missing that comfort, that connection that you have with other trades, so when you walk onto a new project that's filled with tasks and unknowns ahead, you have this sense of being a part of a bigger team. And that can be missing when it's a whole new crew, right? I remember as a child dreading being the new kid when I went to college and reintroducing myself because nobody knew me there. And then in graduate school, the same thing. And I get it. We tend to gravitate to situations that make us comfortable. And unfortunately, you will find yourself on projects where initially you aren't feeling comfortable. Now, I always say I don't sugarcoat things, and that may have been a hard thing to swallow, but I would rather you know that that is normal and experienced by every designer I know, myself very much included in that, and learn instead not to fear it and dread it, but learn how to combat that anxiety in the beginning. Maybe not entirely. I'm not sure I've ever tamped it all the way down, but it's low enough where I, first of all, I can recognize what it is, what it's attempting to do, right? It's attempting to knock you off your balance, which only causes you to be knocked off balance, right? You're stumbling through things. You're feeling shy, insecure. All of that reads to the room that you're in. And it's the last thing you want to project on day one, two, three, four, what have you. So how do you handle these situations better? Because you will be in these situations at some point and hopefully at many points in your career. Now, I know you're thinking, oh my God, I'm not wishing for many opportunities to fear the unknown, to feel like I've lost all of my skills and knowledge and not being accepted. And I get it and I hear you. And that is a logical thing to say. But keep in mind, if you become part of new teams and crews of new contractors, that means you are getting more projects and likely bigger projects because you are not building the teams yourself. So the very first thing you need to do long before you meet any of the guys is to remind yourself of the badass skills, value, and abilities that you have. And I know that seems silly, but a quick pep talk at your office, whether that needs to be daily or whether that just needs to be on your way out the door to go to the site meeting, whatever it takes to remind yourself that, first of all, you are there for a reason. You were hired for your skills. You were hired for your talents and abilities. The only thing that's changed is that the guys you're about to meet don't know that yet. That's it. And the key word is yet. So the second thing I do, which again is sort of a mental boost for myself, is I am prepared. And frankly, there are times I've been overly prepared simply because it made me feel more confident in my abilities. So what does that look like? Well, you're always gonna go to prepared to meetings. Bring anything to that meeting that is relevant to the project right then and there. If it's in the very beginning of the project, you're gonna wanna come with. Whatever you created for the scope of work, or if you developed the conceptual drawings at that point, you're going to bring everything, scraps of fabric, if that's what inspired you, Pinterest photos that your client sent you, anything that will make you feel prepared to start this project. Now, to be overly prepared, then you're going to bring things that you think will be happening down the road. That could mean additional specifications. That could be your thoughts on surprises you think may come up. Again, anything that will make you feel so prepared for any question, any eventuality, any concerns is a goal that's easy to accomplish and can really make a big difference in how you present yourself to this new team. And then I know if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me talk about my A-team. Well, my A-team is headed by my contractor, Todd, and I've spoken about him by name as well. He and I at this point have worked together for over 15 years, but I've never probably shared how I met Todd in the first place. And I think that's an important component to share at this juncture. So I met Todd. On a client's project. He was their long-standing contractor. And I was brought in to help design something for him to build. I had never met Todd before. I had seen him at my client's home before, but had never spoken with him. Really didn't know much about him other than that my clients loved him. We were kicking off a very large, long-term project. And he was going to be the one doing the work. And so... We were first introduced. Now I knew what he looked like. But again, I had never spoken to him before. And yes, I had those butterflies in my stomach or the pit in my stomach or whatever you use to describe that anxious feeling that you get when you realize you truly will be the only girl on that job site. And he brought his team. So I am clearly odd man out since his team had been working on this house for years. I think more than a decade, actually. And I was the new kid. I was younger. And yes, let's be obvious, I was a girl. And I was very anxious. And the funny thing is we've talked about this story and he doesn't remember it this way. And that's the part I want you to understand. So clearly, Todd and I hit it off because, yes, he is my A-team. He is my rock. He is the one that in the perfect world, I work every job with although he won't work jobs that are too big, so I don't work with him on every project. But if I hadn't taken on that job, if I hadn't faced that anxiety, if I hadn't tamped down the pit in my stomach, I may never have met Todd. And honestly, I I can't imagine my working life without him. And yes, he talks about retiring in the next, quote, few years, And I've told him, I said, I need to be a part of that decision-making process. And he laughs and I tell him I'm not kidding because honestly, I don't have another Todd. It's very hard, at least in my area, to find those very small, extremely talented two-man teams that can basically do anything because they have in the past and are choosing their projects more judiciously and therefore they're smaller. So like I said, Todd and I have spoken about this, and honestly, he doesn't remember it much, but he certainly doesn't remember trying to intimidate me. Now, I understand he is a wonderful person, and after all these years, I can see that he wouldn't care the gender of the person that was going to be helping him with the designs, but I didn't know it that day. And he is not the only contractor that's in my A-team that I met that way. So my favorite electrician, Alan, I mean, he is God's gift to me to fill out our team with his insane skills and flexibility and stick-to-itiveness and ability to figure out things that you just don't think are possible, but you ask him anyway, and of course he figures it out. Well, guess what? He's now a part of Todd's team, which is the funny part because Todd is selective. And he and I were working a project and it was the rest of our team, but the homeowner had, quote, their electrician. And yes, I will admit, Todd and I sort of rolled our eyes I thought, oh God, here we go. We're gonna have to hold this guy's hand and do most of the work and make him look good and all the things that we typically do when you're told you need to blend in one of the trades into your team. And within the week, Todd and I were like, where's this guy been hiding? He's incredible. And I joked with him at the time during the project. It was a big project. We gutted three bathrooms in an old house and with tons of issues and surprises along the way. And I used to tell him, I said, you're going to hear from me after this project. He'd nod and smile. Okay, Renee. I think I called him a week later, long before the project had ended and was trying to get him on my next job. And we've been working together ever since. So. I want you to be very, very careful about missing opportunities to engage with incredibly talented people that you can bring into your fold and put on your A-team. But first, you must get over the anxiety of being a part of these new teams. And then, as I've said before, I'm going to repeat until everybody believes me. Hear me when I say there is always someone on a job site that's happy to see you. It may not be the super, it may not be the GC in charge, it may not be the first five guys you come across, but I guarantee you, I promise you, in fact, there is someone happy to see you on the job. So if you're on these new projects and you don't know any of the guys, you can't remember their names, for goodness sakes, look for the one person that greets you when you come in. Stop, invest some time. If only just to feel a part of a group and to get your foot a little further into the door inside the boys club. There truly is always someone there. And it is, and it's not always who you think it will be. But I would not be doing what I do 30 years later if I didn't experience being brought into the fold with new crews. I just wouldn't because I work with them a lot, just like you are, or hopefully will as your skills and the scope of projects you take on grow. And my experience also tells me that you do find a rhythm with every project, with every team. It doesn't mean with every person. I think it bears repeating that you may not like every single person on the team for your project. And that's okay. I hear designers getting hung up. I just don't like this guy. The plumber really is not... Easy to work with. Okay, that can happen. Get the GC to sit in on those meetings. If the plumber needs help, say, Great, let me go grab Todd. He and I will look at it together. If you need that backup, that's what they're there for. The GC is in charge of the project. And so if you need them to stand with you during the discussions, great. I'd also be comfortable saying, Hey, Todd, for whatever reason, can't get through to that plumber. I just can't win him over. So there may be times where I'm going to need you to help me troubleshoot if things come up. I cannot think of a single person I work with who would say, no, sorry, Renee, you're you're on your own. Like, good luck with that. They just won't. They're usually, yeah, sure, let me know. Or better yet, you'll hear, oh, yeah, he can be a pain in the ass. He's just grumpy. And I don't know, sometimes it improves. So Maybe the guy has circled back to the plumber and said, hey, what's going on? She thinks you're you're annoyed with her. But ask people in your life that work. If they like every single colleague that they work with, if they like every client that they work with, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say the answer will be, oh, God, no. Oh, there's this jerk who did this, that, the other. Or, oh, there's this woman. Oh, can't stand her. That's called normal. It's human behavior. That's completely normal. And should be expected for us as well, because the teams of contractors we work with, they're our colleagues. It's the same scenario. We're just not sitting in offices. We're just in jeans and work boots, hanging out on construction sites. But that doesn't mean that we're any different or that the human interactions are any different than they are in a bank or a law office or a store. There's just going to be a mix of personalities and sometimes they don't mix well. And like I said, if that happens, find an ally. There will always be someone who will happily have your back if needed. And to be honest, I've seen guys dislike the other guys and I sort of snicker at it, especially when they confide in me and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm on the inside and they don't like Joe?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I kind of feel badly for Joe, but it's kind of nice to be on the inside." It does Happen. And it's a wonderful feeling when it does. And I know a lot of you have felt that way, which, by the way, is why we stay in this crazy niche of a business that we do. But it does take time. You will find a rhythm with the team. Collaboration will start. Hell, you'll actually start enjoying going to sites because you'll look forward to seeing guys. You will meet contractors that you want to work with again. That I can promise you. And that is what you should be focusing on because we are all in need of good trades at any given moment. And best case scenario is to have more than one A-team because I do have projects come my way. I'll reach out to Todd and he says, oh my God, I'd do anything I could, but I just can't start until fill in the blank. Often it's many months after when my client wants to start. I don't have another A-team. I live in a small enough community where they're hard to come by, so my client often chooses to wait. But if I could, I would absolutely be building a second eighteen, especially if I allow Todd to retire at some point, which is really, that's completely debatable at this point. Or I told him we could retire together, but his kids are older than mine, and he sort of implies that he's not waiting that long. But yeah, we're going to work it out. I actually had a client once say that we argue like siblings, and it's probably true at this point. So while I will always encourage you to work with an A-team, that unspoken language, that cheat sheet, basically, of they just know exactly what you want, because working with new crews, it is more work. I'm not going to lie to you. It's more work through... Establishing communication channels, understanding each other's personalities and work processes and how they think, and staying ahead of things, knowing that they aren't necessarily going to catch something for you the way my A-team might. So, yes, there is a downside to working with a new team, and it is more than just the anxiety of it. But I also would encourage you to look at it as an opportunity to sharpen your skills. To clean up sloppy processes and to circle back to clear and constant communication. Because I know when I work jobs with Todd that there is such a shorthand that my processes get a little blurred. So it's always an opportunity to tighten them back up, figure out what's working, and take it as an opportunity to meet new trades, learn new skills because everyone does have their own spin on their specific trade and realize that new crews are an opportunity that should be looked upon with anticipation and not dread. So as always, this one may leave you with more questions than answers. I also would love to hear about your experiences with new teams and how you overcame the initial fear of the unknown, dread about being the new kid in the room. So that we can share that with all the other designers listening and build out even more actionable steps they can be taking to meld into the team faster, building that rhythm so that the job is more successful and that you enjoy the work as much as you should. I can't thank you enough for your time today. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening. And I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, Bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't. Building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, davignadesign.com, for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.